Hey everyone, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by AeroSeal. AeroSeal's turnkey suite of duct sealing and HVAC efficiency energy conservation measures provide three to five year paybacks and are installed by their in-house mobile operations crews throughout the world. Their proven solutions have been utilized by nearly every NAESCO member, providing over $2 billion in energy savings to date. Excited to have them sponsor not only this episode, but a number of episodes throughout this year. So on today's episode, we sit down with Eric Larson. And some of you longtime listeners will recognize this name as this is the second time Eric has been on the show. Previously, he was with a company called Intelligent Buildings, and now today with Wired Score. I want to have Eric, I wanted to have Eric on the show for a couple of reasons. One, because the company he's working with today, I just didn't know a whole lot about. So this was purely out of curiosity, drove me to reach out and reconnect with Eric to find out more about what he's doing. And, and really number two, to further the conversation around smart buildings and connected buildings and really where Eric sees the industry heading. I think it's important to have these conversations and discussions so we can all move the industry forward together. And Eric, of course, touches on where he sees the industry, the future of the industry going, and what this might mean for talented engineers, architects, and other professionals in our space. So we hope you're finding value in our podcast and in this episode in particular. And if you are, we ask you to please subscribe and share with a friend or a colleague. Now, we think you're going to really enjoy this conversation with Eric and I, so let's drop in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today we're sitting down with Eric Larson, who is the head of the AP channel for North America with Wired Score. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey Jim, good to see you again. Yes, yes. This is uh this is the second time you and I have had the privilege to record this podcast together. So uh, it's hard to believe. I was looking at it, it was like a couple of years ago that we did it originally. So uh, I know when we reconnected, I thought it would make sense to uh, to revisit this, record another episode because uh, you're at a new company that looked interesting and looked exciting. So um, I'm looking forward to, to digging into that, finding out a little bit more about Wirescore and what you're up to. But before we do that, let's just kind of uh, kind of go through a similar format. Let's talk about your background a little bit because we're adding new listeners every month to the show here. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, did not have the opportunity to listen to your initial episode. So let's start there. Eric, you know, where did you grow up? Kind of, how did you get started in your career? Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. And and for our second listeners coming back, some, some new exciting things to share. So looking forward to that. Cool. So yeah, so my background, I actually grew up here in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, went to NC State for school and was mechanical engineering. After that, started working for Schneider Electric in the building technology space. And that brought me to Nashville, Tennessee, which was a fun couple of years right out of school and uh, stayed with Schneider, moved up to Chicago for a couple of years and got a little more involved in kind of networks and systems and all of that, how it relates to energy efficiency. Um, that was a couple of years back. Then I moved over to a company called Intelligent Buildings, who is a smart building consultant, which can mean a lot of things that we can dig into. But after three years there, I moved back to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm from and am today, and I'm now working for Wired Score. So, so far, so good in this journey. Of course. Yeah. And I knew about Schneider Electric, obviously. And, and obviously, we spent some time talking about intelligent buildings. And that's, uh, I think, that's part of the reason why I reached out, because I didn't recognize Wired Score. So so tell us about that. And then even as your title alludes to, head of the AP channel, tell us a little bit about that as well, because we're kind of starting with a, a basic foundation here. 
Yeah, yeah. So I guess just getting the most basic, uh, defining a smart building can be a tricky thing to do. So your listeners are all about energy efficiency, right? So, so real estate, specifically commercial real estate, has this huge global footprint contributing to uh, emissions, but at the same time supporting everyone, whether you're, you know, a doctor or entering into a convenience store or, um, you know, in an office building, there's, there's real estate that's here to serve our needs. And to do that requires a little bit of energy. So when you look at a smart building, smart buildings use technology in order to improve the decision-making of the, the, the spaces that they're set to uh, improve. And to do that requires uh, a lot of interconnected systems, a lot of different pieces of technology. And that could be a little difficult to define like the specific purpose for the technology. Um, so smart building at a high level allows the business, the real estate business to make better decisions. Now what Wired Score has done, and part of the reason I came over here is to define what those outcomes look like specific to an office building through a certification called Smart Score. Um, I'll dig a little more into the background of Wired Score, but essentially, you know, my personal decision to join this group was because I was helping with a consulting group that helped look at what smart buildings was and define it. And now they're even using the certification to be able to look at kind of quantify what an office building specifically should look at when it comes to smart buildings. That makes sense. It does. And I'm curious to learn more. So I guess what factors or what technology, what comes into play as you're looking at evaluating the, the scorecard for one of these yep. commercial buildings? What ultimately comes into play here? Yeah, so so it's actually split up into one third is about the technology and the foundations for the building. And then the other two thirds is around the user experience. So it's very common and kind of a mistake to look at a smart building at just the technology that's enabling it. It's really better to look at what the building is trying to accomplish um, so certainly for an office building, that would look like uh, an efficient building, one with good air, indoor air quality, uh, one that's using different um, methods of infrastructure for telecom, so resilient infrastructure, cyber secure infrastructure, but then also connecting into a tenant app, being able to uh, come into the office lobby and not necessarily one by one checking in with the security guard, having some sort of easier access, destination dispatch elevators. There's, there's just so many things. You heard me rattle off a bunch of them there. Uh, the technology can enable, but what it comes down to is, is the outcomes for the user. So the scorecard actually adds up to 100 points with five more points for innovation credits for doing things that are uh, kind of bleeding edge. Um, and, and so the split is 33 of those are for the technology and making sure the foundation is there and open and systems can talk to each other. Those systems are including building management systems and lighting and elevators and some of that infrastructure technology that's needed to run. And then the other 67 points are more for some of those other things I talked about, like user outcomes, the experience of walking into a building, the experience of you know, ordering coffee from an app, perhaps, but but things like that that are connecting people to the spaces they're in. So is this similar, and, and forgive me for uh, the rudimentary nature of this question, but is this similar Please. to like lead accreditation? I'm just thinking about commercial office buildings that were lead gold, platinum, silver, bronze, et cetera. Is this a similar type of concept? Bingo. Yeah, okay. so that might have been a better place to start. 
given our audience. But yeah, the, the lead for technology is something that we've been dis- or called before. So our lead okay. is looking at mostly energy efficiency. We're looking at a holistic picture of technology as it applies to the office market, looking to expand into other types of buildings, but office for now. Okay, so mostly commercial office space. And when you're talking with these with building owners, I would assume these are the, the organizations or the prospects that you're getting in front of, you know, what's the um, what's the value for them, right? So they go through this process, they're accredited, they receive a certain score. You know, I assume you've been asked this question before, like, hey, what's, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the goal? What's the objective here? What does the building owner get out of this accreditation? Yeah, come on, what's, what's in it for me? Yeah, you gotta have a good answer to that. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so for let me let me take a step back briefly uh, to answer that question because the company is Wired Score, and we started talking about Smart Score just because I think there's some good parallels to our previous conversation. Sure. Uh, but Wired Score as a whole started as a public-private partnership back in 2013. Oh, cool. So the challenge was actually at the, the mayor level. Mayor Bloomberg in New York City was looking to attract some office tenants from the Bay Area, you know, the technology companies. And in order to do that, they were asking about the technology infrastructure in these New York office buildings. So the answer a lot of times, those people answering aren't necessarily steeped in technology discussions and didn't have an easy, quick way or a pamphlet to say, hey, you know, our building is technologically up to speed. Um, This was specifically around like internet connectivity and uh, even mobile, you know, if, if phones work, phone calls still pick up in the elevators, things like that. So those those are crucial to, um, you know, the resilience of a business and preventing an eruption and to enabling workers to perform at their highest level. So what WireScore set out to do was to establish that standard. So from 2013 for the next number of years, they built out the scorecard and got some buildings uh, registered or certified. And then ended up expanding uh, globally, actually. We recently expanded into APAC and uh, the Middle East. But we've got a, a big presence in London and Europe. And uh, WiredScore was able to do that just as the, the wired connectivity piece of it. Um, so then, after all of that expansion, SmartScore, what we just touched on, was actually released just over a year ago. and was kind of this additional certification that office owners could get in order to uh, differentiate their buildings around the technology that they had and to use this framework. So WireScore was in a good position to do this because after all of those years of this connectivity standard, they heard about the challenges that landlords were facing and set out to mitigate them um, through this scorecard. Got it. Okay. So, so a couple of things there. We had um, we had a gentleman on a few episodes ago, uh, Bill Kenworthy with Edison Energy. Mm-hmm. And we were t- he's in New York City, and we were talking about a lot of the. You touched on New York City, talking about a lot of the legislation that's happening there. It's finally gotten to this point where building owners need to do something as far as uh, decarbonization, electrification of buildings, because the fines are finally to the point where it's like it hurts. Before it was just yep. a slap on the wrist, but now it's like, hey, this is serious. You guys really got to start decarbonizing your buildings and moving towards more energy efficiency. So what other markets, what other geographies are you looking at that might have similar legislation or similar initiatives in play today, aside from New York? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, New York's definitely leading the way with local law 97, I think is what yeah, it's that's called. It. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, Europe has actually been on the forefront of a lot of these discussions too. I think that's part of the reason why the Wired Score 
certification was picked up very quickly over there, uh, not only in the UK, but, but France and Germany as well. Um, I want to say in the U.S. that Boston is one of the next with a bill in the works, but I don't want to speak out of turn. The one thing I will say is that if you you and your listeners are unfamiliar with GRESB, that's G-R-E-S-B, that's actually the ESG for real estate metric that the investment companies themselves use to qualify for green investment dollars is the way I would put it. So that's a rating in itself. And what Wired Score and Smart Score have been able to do is both are certified as green building certifications so that if you're building or buildings as an owner or landlord, to your point, those people that we're selling to um, would actually get credit to this GRESB rating for each of their buildings that have one of the certifications. So um, to touch on smart score, a smart building uses technology to do many things, including energy reduction or, or improved energy efficiency. But Wired Score at the same time is doing uh, is looking at the resiliency of the building. So while not maybe improving the energy efficiency, it is improving the, the infrastructure, the resiliency of operations, and the ESGR includes that resiliency piece, which is why Grez accepts that as well. ESGR. That's the first time I've heard that term. So that's ESG Ooh. plus resiliency. Is that where the R is go. coming into play? Okay. All right. Very interesting. Well, let's talk about what I'm curious about. If I'm a building owner and I'm invested in increasing my scorecard, the, the what was it called? Wire score? Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm interested in improving my score there, is there a particular technology? Is there a particular movement that they can move, they can make the first transition on to make the biggest impact on their building? Right. Is it is it a particular technology? Is it a particular initiative? Like what would that look like that would give them the biggest shift? Yeah, yeah, good question. So when you look at a smart building, there there's just so many different levels that they're right. at. Right. Um, so we actually will admit that many, most office buildings in the US today would not even qualify to our lowest level, the, the certified for smart score specifically. Um there are certain technologies I could point to. I mentioned, you know, a tenant experience app, a building management system can integrate sure. a lot of the different infrastructure pieces. And that's kind of where I got my start uh, with Schneider Electric. So those are some of the fundamental ones. A master systems integrator, I would also speak to, which is not only the software piece of integrating those systems, but, um, you know, the actual hands-on ability to, to, imp- to um, integrate physical systems, again, like access control and elevators and lighting and heating and air. Um, so I could mention a lot of those, but what I will say is that for anyone who's signed up as part of our certification, uh, we've actually are, are very soon to um, release our marketplace, our solutions marketplace, which is through Wirescore, which will connect those building owners um, with technologies to increase their score. So I really like the way that they've approached it because uh, a challenge in the smart building space is that there's all of these solutions that can do so many things that it's hard for the building owners to know which ones to pick and how long they'll be around and um, and that kind of thing. So to be able to align it to a scorecard, we can have first, you know, almost uh, unbiased knowledge that says, here's your scorecard. Here's five things you can do. And this technology can help you get seven points. This technology can help you get 12 which is, uh, I, I think, super helpful to those end users. 
Cool. Yeah. And I think you touched on it with the marketplace, right? So you're making these these recommendations. You're saying, hey, this will get you X amount of points. And oh, by the way, here's some contractors that can help you in these areas with these different manufacturers. So they're getting value. They're getting a potential lead. You guys are connecting the two of them. That's pretty neat. So is that something that's like once they're a member or once they're signed up through this program, you guys kind of have like an intranet, kind of an internal network that makes those connections? Is that that's what you're talking about that's built out? That is a good question, Jim. Or <laughs> so maybe it's in process. Nope. So Marketplace releases, I believe, November 9th. And oh, we've okay. got a couple solutions cool. signed up already. Um, so a lot of those details will be made public. If I knew them, I'd probably tell you, but I don't. All right. Well, I, I guess I'm just thinking like, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are across the spectrum, right? So if there's, um, you know, maybe we can include something in the show notes, like a link to where they can find out more information. If someone's interested in being part of this this network that you're referring to, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one other piece I wanted to mention, um, which is kind of a, a, along the same lines as the marketplace. So that's a newer thing that we're bringing. But one of the other programs is the accredited professional or AP program. So that is very similar to, to lead, right? Like if you want okay. to know the most about lead, you need to get trained in order to be able to deliver this building. Um, so the same thing is what we're doing here at Wired Score. And that's actually the reason why I joined as the head of our AP channel, as, as the title is, is to help for specifically for North America to set up our AP program. We've got about a thousand signed up already and started in Europe. Um, but before your listeners, you know, if, if you're on, uh, if you're a technology provider, that marketplace makes sense as well as this AP program. But if you're an engineer or an architect or, um, you know, work on anything around buildings, you may want to have more knowledge around this wired score and smart score certifications to be able to differentiate yourself and your knowledge and sign up as part of that. So that's specifically my role is to uh, not only get people signed up and, and understanding more, but uh, it's really establishing a community, doing some local events. We've done one in Toronto and New York so far with uh, planning a bunch more on the way. And just to get a lot of these like-minded energy efficiency, building technology folks connected and all speaking uh, the same language kind of based on what we've heard from our clients and put into our scorecard. That's pretty cool. Okay. So AP is accredited professionals for this program. So you, like you said, it'd be an engineer, it'd be an architect, it'd be individuals that would have this designation. Okay. Yep. Got it. Got it. Very cool. So I guess one piece, I know we touched on this when we originally recorded our first episode, but a lot's changed. So Eric, I'm curious, is especially in the role that you're in today, you know, where do you see the future of not only the industry, right? Let's just say energy efficiency, building efficiency, but specifically kind of the smart building aspect that you're finally tuned into. You know, where do you see the industry heading the next, you know, let's say five, 10 years? Yeah, good question. So I think in the short term, what we're definitely seeing is the life sciences sector is taking off. So if you're thinking about providing office space to a typical corporation, you know, they need computers and AV equipment and conference rooms and that kind of thing. Um, now, life science is where a lot of our big uh, portfolio investment clients are turning some of their investment dollars, which is providing more lab space, but kind of at, at a tenant level, uh, which requires a lot more technology and a lot more energy and therefore is a space to be more efficient. Um, so that's interesting. I'm also very excited about future wired score certifications. 
Uh, we've currently got them for multifamily and office. Life science kind of bakes into that office piece. Uh, but a lot of the people I'm working with as APs who are engineers and architects are doing, you know, healthcare and K-12 and higher ed and all these other sectors, um, which, which will be able to be certified at some point kind of far in the future. Um, I, I just think that the first, first thing you have to do as a, a building owner or, you know, even thinking about a, a higher ed campus where you're planning for that five to 10 years out right now is you need to be thinking about what technology you have right now. Uh, what those specs are, what you want to establish as your baseline um, so that these projects can build into this smart building program that you're developing instead of continuing to be one-off projects where you're just going to have to go in and kind of connect things after the fact. And one kind of analogy that I think um, it made a lot of sense to me, but if you're a business, I think everyone listening to your show has either used um, you know, Salesforce or some sort of ERP system or, or some business-wide software, right? So if you're thinking about that, you would never just, you know, dip in for a year to Salesforce and then try HubSpot the next year just to, you know, keep, keep the vendor honest, you know, keep the software provider honest. So when you look at a smart building, if you're entering into this program and you want to see results over a number of years, um, that MSI, that master systems integrator piece that I had talked about before is super important because it's essentially a software that's running all of your buildings and that can integrate into lots of other different pieces of your business too. So in the same fashion, you wouldn't want to just pick someone for a year and then pick someone else the next year, right? Like that's a years long engagement that when you start, it's really the, the sooner the better to get your buildings, get vain of, to gain visibility into them, benchmark for yourself and for others. Um, and, and really look to the long-term improvement of these systems. Got it. Okay. And Eric, before we uh, before we wrap here, is there anything else that you wanted to mention as far as uh, WireScore? Let's see. I think I got most of it out. I guess you know. I, I one thing I'll add is just I think it's a really cool space to be in the smart building space. Um, you know, actually, I've, I've talked to a couple people recently who. Uh, been the the victim of some of the tech layoffs. It's a very interesting uh, climate right now, and I know some some smart building recruiters who do some good jobs, like yourself here, Jim. So I, I just think if someone's looking to be a part of this industry, it's pretty exciting, and it's kind of a niche part of this energy efficiency thing. Um, there, there's there's plenty of room for everyone. So um, yeah, that's that's my my takeaway. Perfect. All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a perfect way to, uh, to close out the show here, Eric. So thanks for being a second time guest on the Building Efficiency Podcast and uh, appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, Jim. Enjoyed it. All right. All right. There you have it. Episode 76 with Eric Larson. I hope everyone enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. We hope you're sharing this with your friends and colleagues as well. And one last thing, if you have any future guests in mind from the industry, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode.